Welcome to the Wealthy Money Property Podcast, your ultimate resource to unlocking your inner property guru and building a property investment portfolio. Now, introducing your host for the show. Hey, property magicians, how are you? Welcome to episode 115 of the Property Magicians podcast. My name is Vangile Makwakwa. I am your host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. And with me is my incredible co-host, Hi there, I am Dr. Miranda, prop doc mom. Wait, my camera doesn't look great. I am a property mentor for beginner property investors. I am a property investor myself, and I am a doctor by day and a mom in the evenings and and co-host of this property podcast. I'm also the co-founder of Property Magicians, Property Stockfell the place where you learn and earn. Tell them about the property stock bell. Okay, so guys, we have founded this incredible property magician stock file. Um, used to be the wealthy ones uh, property stock file. So now when you go on um, the app Stockfeller, you will look for property magician stockpile. So just a quick update on how to join the stockpile and what it is. The stockpile, if you don't know what it is and you've just joined us, is a collective investment um, opportunity where we collectively invest in real estate. Our mission is to have real estate assets that are worth uh, 250 million rand, uh, by 2024, by the end of 2024, income generating assets. And we will be, um, and we have raised over 2.6 million rand yeah, yeah. since we launched, which is um, almost uh, 200,000 US dollars uh, yeah. since we launched in August 2021. And we, as we're recording this, it is April 2022. So we're super excited. We are on track to make this goal a reality. We would love you to be part of this journey and to join us if you want to be part of this, especially because if you are not able to buy buildings and you don't have millions of rands or millions of dollars or hundreds and thousands of rands or hundreds and thousands of dollars, this is a great way to own real estate with um, the little money that you have. And you can join us by going on the Stockfeller app, search for Property Magician Stockfell and join us and join with whatever little money you've got. And you can also... Um, uh, if you are based, this is if you're based in four different countries in Namibia, Lesotho, Swaziland, and South Africa. If you're not based in any of those countries, you're based abroad, you're based in Botswana, any other country, great news. We have people from all over the world. I do believe that 50% of our members are not based are. in the countries. So it's been awesome. You can join us by going to wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell. Stockfell is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L, S-T-O-K-V-E-L. So wealthy-money.com forward slash Stockfell, and you will get details on how to join us internationally. Or you can go check out the Stockfeller app. The Stockfeller app is on Huawei Petal Search, just search for Stockfella. In this case, Stockfella is spelled S T O K F E L L A, right? Misa, double L? Yes, it is, double L. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And yeah. you can find it on iStore and Google Play. So, Google yeah, that Play. is our guys. We yeah. are excited. But before we jump in, Misa, what are you up to? Where are you on your journey? What are you busy with? What I, what I like the most about our stock fell just just to finish off that 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 mm-hmm. that issue is that we have we have had four deals so far where we have um, been the hard money lenders to develop 
products, right? And we are on deal five in the making. We are looking at a flipping deal, which is going to be a short-term deal where we are going to lend a flipper some money with um, high returns and um, just doing the due diligence and we will let you know all about it when it is ready. It takes time to do due diligence. I'm very excited. Um, I'm looking at two flippers, Evangile, uh, uh, and we we are having lots of conversations. They are already having future deals with us even before we, we finish deal number five. So we're hoping to announce that soon, soon. I don't know when, I'm just hold, holding tight because the due diligence is just taking so long. So what has mm. been happening? What has been happening then is I've had a very, yeah, yeah. So what has been happening is I have got a very exciting time. I haven't had lots of time to do property mentoring in, in the past five months. And it's been very hard um, to, 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 you know, demarcate my time. But what has happened and which makes me very, very happy, I have got two mentees who have paid who who are on the track of doing a single consultation with me and we've divided the single single consultation into two because there's just so much to take in i think what makes me proud is they are in the health profession remember i'm prop doc mom so medical people break my heart we work so hard and we work for many many years no one tells us that you know you can create your egg nest and you can create your pension nest without having to rely on the job only. Most of us work until we are 70 and both of my mentees that opted for a once-off consultation are both in the medical profession and you know they're just looking for what are you talking about when you talk about passive income? What are you talking about when you are talking about things that we, we've never heard of in, in property investing? So very exciting times and um, very excited to be, to be, you know, that is, those are the kind of people who really inspired my journey to say, we really do not have to work this hard for us to buy financial freedom and our, our jobs are demanding emotionally and physically already, but you can do something about financial freedom. So that's been my exciting times. And you, how's <laughs> uh, I we missed that part of what you were saying. Um, for me, I am currently in Mexico, in Oaxaca, as you know, um, my days are literally from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. every day. I am now at school. I've become a full-time student. I just remembered I actually have homework today. Um, I'm learning Spanish, but it is insane. Like I went from never knowing, like just knowing a lot to and not even understanding como estas to today, like having whole discussions with my host mom, who does yeah. not speak English, about um, when the best time is to rent in Puerto Escondido, her telling me when to wait, when off season is. Yesterday, I had a full day with um, a cooking instructor who does not yeah. speak English, and he just spoke the whole time in Spanish, but my Spanish teacher was there and he right. speaks English, but like they were both just making sure to speak in Spanish and explain to me everything in Spanish, chopping, etc. So it's just been this incredible journey. Um, and also because for me, um, on my travels, I've sometimes learned little bits of um things the about language. the language like just little bits and pieces but I was so adamant that moving forward I've had a long think I want to because I'm in countries for like six months to a year I yeah. want to just focus my time on learning the languages and I chose Spanish because my spirit wanted Spanish and for whatever reason Mexico came up and it actually is the perfect country for me. It's been mm. 
so much. I cannot believe in a week I understand a so much. Yeah. I'm having like yesterday I was with Carlos and Louise for uh, Louise for like um, eight hours, and we oh were just God. speaking Spanish and deep conversations. We spoke about colorism, racism. They were explaining about Afro descendants in Mexico, helping me right. understand right. dynamics, helping me understand the different languages, the tribes, the food, the politics. I and people here are just so welcoming. So, and what I've noticed with my aim with also doing this was that I feel like when we learn something new, like a new language, new neuro uh, pathways are formed in the brain oh. and it changes the way that we think and the way that we see the world. And I, as we're talking offline, I'm already seeing different things like I feel like my perception of the world is changing um, okay. travel changes your perception but I think it's also about um, language the learn in life mm. and learning a different language helps you also learn different cultures different things I'm learning so much um, so mm. this is where I'm at but at the same time in terms of real estate Oh, I also want to say, yes, I'm still working for myself, guys. It's just that um, one of the things that I've realized, at first I was feeling guilty, Mizo, because I was like, I'm not working that much and all I'm doing is language school. And then my coach said to me, you should be proud. You've built a business that is able to continuously run run as you are doing things like traveling and Mm -hmm going and actually in class for six hours that your business can survive with your phone off for six hours and with the time difference where you're asleep when I'm asleep everyone is doing work in South Africa when I wake up you guys are shutting down for the day right so my business is able to survive through all that and I didn't see it that way so I've been dealing with that guilt and my coach has helped me realize that this is something to be extremely proud of. So I'm actually starting to feel that pride that actually I have been able to build a business that doesn't require me. And this is so surreal to see. Like I literally cannot be there for my business in the say, like in the traditional sense of entrepreneurs work the full nine to five and longer. So I'm literally proving to myself that actually, no, my business has got the systems it needs. It's got so much in place and it's been beautiful to see and I'm excited. And then in terms of real estate, my, oh my gosh, I finally sold the Berea flat. Have you had the transfer happen? Oh I've God. got the money. The I've transfer got everything. finally. <laughs> oh finally, my God. That's the money is taken like five yeah. The money is in my bank account and I'm just like, okay. And then I'm in the middle of um, <sighs> getting, I like I'm signing papers for the land in Cape Town. So guys, I'm uh, doing a development in the Cape. Um, it's, I started off with six one bedroom apartments and now it looks like it's going to be 10 studio apartments. Oh and I'm goodness. not in South Africa and it's, it's going to be beautiful. So the aim is that it makes 25,000 Rand a month. Uh, once it gets going so that's been yeah so that's what's happening it's that is interesting interesting. that is very interesting can you still hear me then yes I can Um, which brings us, which brings us to what we are wanting to to to, to discuss with you today. Um, yeah. Brings us to unconventional real estate. You are already unconventional in that you are going to actually do a mini development while oh. you are not in the country. <laughs> while you are not in the country, but that is what is coming up for you on this podcast. Shall we go on to the next segment of the show, then? Yes, please. Let's do the next segment. Hey, so guys, for this segment of the show, we're going to be talking to you about unconventional real estate. Um, Just so before we start, we want to start something new on not one. We are starting 
something new on this podcast where we are going to do a class for you guys once a month where we talk about different things in real estate which we absolutely, absolutely think is important. We love our guests and we know you guys are learning so much from our guests. We're learning so much from our guests, but we just want to use this opportunity uh, to, as we move into almost our third year, we're now like yeah. a century old in, pod- in podcast terms. So we want to start also doing what we're learning and just... Um, lessons and other things right so i'm gonna have Misa start us off in unconventional real estate so yeah oh, yay. <laughs> this is this is very exciting guys and sometimes we want to wait until we have a guest for a particular topic but these these topics of unconventional real estate we couldn't wait because they keep popping up either on Facebook or people talk to us about it or we know something about it because we've experienced it in our lives. So that's why we are doing unconventional real estate. Let's start with the first one. We keep talking about land, Vangile, but I want to talk about land used for grazing livestock. Yeah. Um, Grazing land, let's call it grazing land, right? Uh, about a few years ago, 2016, I bought a cow. Yes, a girl from Soweto who, who is a medical doctor buys a cow. Tell me how I was going to take care of the cow. But I bought it from a company that, that runs a livestock wealth. That's what they call themselves or something. And they had um, cows where you could buy a pregnant cow and then it bears a calf. And then when the calf has grazed and grown to 900 kilograms, they send it to the abattoir and and then you get your money. That's how you make your money, actually, from the meat Mm -hmm. of the calf. Okay. And the cow can live for nine to 10 years. And every year the cow is pregnant and you almost get a calf every year. And every 10th or ninth month, you are almost getting being paid. That's how the returns would work in, in this livestock. And what I learned was that as the herd of cattle was growing, there wasn't enough grazing land. And the mm. owner of this business had to lease another farm um, outside of KZN because the initial farm was in KZN. They leased another farm in the Eastern Cape in Coster somewhere um, because there is a square metrage that cattle must be able to graze so that you don't kill the land, you don't kill the grass, and you 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 still have your cows comfortably growing because that's how they fed them. They fed them only grass, nothing else, and it has to graze in a certain amount of land, and that piece of land must be allowed to regenerate the grass. Interesting. And when you think about it, it's real estate. Someone who's got a farm that's just sitting around and it's it's not being used. It's real estate. And imagine yeah. when he half of his 80, 80 cattle to Eastern Cape. That means he signs a lease of five to 10 years. He's not going to leave in five to 10 years. You've got guaranteed income as the owner of that farm. You don't have to work the land. You do nothing. Manure comes from the land, from, from the cows themselves, and they take care of their own cattle. They take care of their own water. All the farmer had to have was the piece of farm, security, borehole for the water. That's it. Isn't that incredible? Wow. <gasps> I this is amazing. Incredible. I <laughs> love it. I love it because I came across yeah. something similar when I was in Sri Lanka, as you know. No, Sri Lanka. Which, guys, I'm still I'm still moving back to Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka is like my forever home. <laughs> so, just because I live in I'm living in Mexico now for yeah. six for six months. I may come back to Mexico for another six months, but only just because Sri Lanka is home. Like I'll probably move there. 
another world, probably I will move back. But、mm-hmm. um, Mangala has is a farmer, so、mm-hmm. uh, Mizo knows she is、uh, Mangala, whom I call my Sri Lankan mom. Has、um, is why is in the top ten organic fertilizer is one of the top ten organic fertilizer farmers in Sri Lanka. So she's incredible with、uh, farming. And one of the things that she did when the pandemic hit was she leased a piece of land that she had.、Mm-hmm. She didn't.、Mm-hmm. She wasn't sure what she was going to do with this land, but she's had it for years, and she always wanted to farm it. And then. A company approached her and said, "Would you like to、uh, sublease this land to us? And in return, we will, if you、mm. sublease it, we want to grow turmeric and ginger, and we will pay you a quarter of a million rand a year." And that land, I think, was about an acre. Like, I don't know, it wasn't so incredibly massive, you know. But apparently, the because、right. ginger and turmeric are not like massive things, so you can grow a lot, a lot of ginger and turmeric on an acre or half an acre or whatever. So yeah, yeah she was just from have from owning that land, she was making two hundred fifty thousand to five hundred thousand rand a year, just from that. Imagine. Imagine, like, imagine that she didn't have to do、yes. anything. She just owns the land. But this is these are the corporations, and turmeric is such an important ingredient in Sri Lankan food, right?、Yeah. And in everything that they do. And there was a time when I was there during the pandemic when Sri Lanka stopped importing. Turmeric from India because they were scared that like the turmeric would come and it would have COVID the packaging and everything because we didn't know what COVID yes, was then. Right? Yeah, we laugh now,、yes. but people were laughing, were washing chip packets and all sorts of things. It was a、Absolutely. rough time when it all started. And, and so, when you think about it, remember how ginger ginger prices? Oh, you were not here. Remember, I told you that less than two、uh, hundred grams of Of ginger would be like eighty nine rands, ninety nine rands during、mm. the pandemic because because ginger has got an immune booster、um, quality and for the、yeah. first time people were listening about the value of food. Food is actually what the medicine is, you know. Yeah. All of us suddenly we were eating all the oranges, the vitamin C, and ginger became a Huge commodity that 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 whose value just went up, shot up, not went up, shot up, literally. So、right. that is incredible. Yeah, and imagine people using your land to grow ginger, and it doesn't need huge. It doesn't even need an acre for you to produce a lot of that root. That's what that I learned.、Incredible. Same with turmeric. Yeah. So yeah, I I mean like. Think about it, Mizo. Most people have to do a development to earn a pure profit of two hundred fifty thousand rand. Thank you. Right? Yeah. So,、Gee. so guys, I'm telling you, land is so unconventional. Shall we go on to the third example that we both saw it on the same day? One of our our、uh, podcast guests wrote about、um, asymmetry, the use、yeah. of land. As a piece of symmetry, so、um, guest number thirty-seven on our podcast spoke about、um, a friend of his bought a piece of land, had it rezoned as a symmetry because zoning, remember, zoning is is zoned by the municipalities, right? And the、mm. municipality will know the needs of the communities, so you can't just summarize. Zone your your house and say I will make a symmetry here, but if there was always um a, a, a some plan, in the provincial plan that is going to you get the zoning. So he bought a piece of land, had it rezoned, and offered himself to the municipality actually that he would be the property manager. 
Mm. And after rezoning, which costs a lot of money, rezoning depending on the piece of land. I mean, to rezone a property that is 500 square meters can cost you anything between 30 to 70,000, depending on what you want to build. And he sold it back to the municipality, made some money, right? But here yeah. it is consistent money. He continues to be the property manager of the cemetery. What does it mean? Cleaning of the grounds, maintaining of the paths and the roads, and then maintaining the fence, the, 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 the perimeter wall, and maintaining the tombstones and, and the plugs for those who have got, um, who have, uh, who have, um, who only have placed a plug, uh, let's say if you you have been you you have been cremated, and that's it. Property managing of a cemetery. So you, he hit two stones, sure. two beds, one stone. He sold a piece of land that had been rezoned, perfectly rezoned as a cemetery. Now he continues to be the property manager, and it is the simplest thing. You find gardeners who manage the grounds. That's it. Yeah, wow. This is incredible. I and I saw that, like, I think he bought the land, the actual cost of everything to rezone, buy the land, etc. Cost him about six million rand, if I believe. Yes. Prop, if I, yes. And then yes. he's resold it after it had been rezoned, which yes. you and I learned this from Mziwe to that land becomes way more expensive, not because it's land, but because yes. you have rezoned it. So yes. once he rezoned it, he sold it back for 60 million rand. Exactly. That Ten is times the price. Incredible, right? So yes. I think that that is an incredible strategy as well. Land is super powerful. So thank you for bringing that up, Nizo. And then obviously my favorite is Airbnb. This is oh, also <laughs> where you rent a place and then you sublet it. Um, yeah. One of the things that I am toying with right now in Sri Lanka is I've been talking to so many real estate agents. I'm so torn because there's one part of um, uh, Mexico in Puerto Escondido. I can get this incredible two-bedroom apartment that they've been sending me details about with gorgeous ocean views, etc. But then Puerto is known for parties, raves, smoking, drinking, etc. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, you're not going to like Puerto. Or I can go to Mazunte or Huatulco and they are known for being much more chilled. And, uh, but I can't find quite what I'm looking for. Although I've been advised by my host mom here in Mexico to wait until the end of May. So why I'm bringing this up is because at the end of May, apparently all the tourists vacate. And cause remember it's summer in Europe, summer. it's summer in um, uh, the US. So most people come here, come to Mexico yes for the winter so that they don't have to experience winter in Europe and um, in the US. And suddenly, as she said, the market is going to be flooded with options for rent at the end of May. But my toying idea why I want the two-bedroom is that instead of your traditional Airbnbs, where usually I would have left, what I did in uh, Thailand was I would rent yeah. the space and then I would leave and go to Bali and, uh, and Malaysia and all those other countries, right? But in Mexico, I actually want to let out the place for uh, individual retreats. So invite people from other parts of the world, one person to come be with me and have like a full retreat and life experience of private chef. Um, I've already contacted a potential private chef and she's uh, connecting me to someone who will maybe meet my needs more. And from Chiang Mai, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the food here. Cause I was like, Ooh, this sounds interesting. And then um have them come through, have massage therapists come every day, all that. But in so it's still your Airbnb, but it's Airbnb with experience, with an with experience, experience, right? Yes. So you're adding the experiences of Airbnb 
plus Airbnb housing plus food. So that's yes. one way to also make money. Or else you can do the traditional option, which is what well. I did in Thailand and which is what most people do in other parts of the world and in South Africa, which is you can rent out an apartment, guys, and then sublet the entire apartment, right? So there are oh, many ways to rent out. out part of the apartment or part of the house or, or the back room. Of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. And, and, and that model is called rental arbitrage. So ah, arbitrage, yes. yeah, you rent and then you agree. Remember, you always, always have to have permission from your landlord. If it's an apartment, it will happen to be in a block of flats. You do not want a situation where we yes. have to the blight. So you have to have permissions that Airbnb is allowed in that block of, of, of flats or in that apartment block. The landlord has to know that you are doing Airbnb in case they've got their furniture in there. It's got, it's got to have all that in your contract. But rent arbitrage is a very, very good model of earning passive income without yes. actually the apartment. And I got a very interesting question from one of the mentees who said, but won't the landlord be jealous when they find out how much profit you have made? And remember, guys, everything is contractual. When I've contracted that I'm going to pay you 8000 because that's how you had advertised your apartment, it's none of your business. What happens after that? Your 8000 you get at the end of the month. That's number point number one. The second thing that people forget is that people who buy in new developments and buy five apartments or three apartments, you'll find that they are property um, investors who don't even live in the same country that you are talking about. As long as that apartment is well-maintained, they get their rental, the utilities are paid, nothing of theirs breaks, they don't care. They have bought and they know that my apartment is going to appreciate in a few years or something like that. So don't worry about little things like that. So rental arbitrage is a thing for passive earning and passive um, passive income. So mm, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about the small things. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. guys, like I said, I'm trying out a new type of model. Absolutely. I'm um, excited. Because I don't want, I'm not planning to uh, do what I did in Thailand. Like I have to be in Mexico. I have to be in Mexico for my visa for one, unless I go ahead and I get my US visa, which I may. But I also don't feel my spirit doesn't want to leave Mexico. You know, yeah. so I don't want to leave Mexico. But I, it's like I've already invited Misa. I'm inviting people to come to me for whatever reason. Right yeah. now, Mexico is asking me to open up my space and rather invite people to come spend time with me, not for me to leave. So this is also, and I kind of love this model because I'm like, I get to experiment and you can charge so much good money for this mm-hmm. because you're adding an experience and I will also add coaching. So whoever wants coaching for a week, who wants massages, private chefs. Some people may even want to do a water fast or like juicing because I do that and I would happily do that with people over time or do a raw food diet with them for like seven days because people are fascinated by that. Like how do you cleanse your body? How do you do that? And I love that. And to do that, overlooking the ocean, watching sunsets, getting coaching, that for me feels like a true incredible retreat, but tailored to the individual. I love it already. <laughs> oh my I'm God. So I really, I am just, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for my time in, in Mexico. So we'll let you know. I, mean, I can't wait to have some of our podcasts um, um, uh, recorded in Mexico. So that's 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 yeah. that's it guys. And this is unconventional real estate we're talking about. 
So let's go to, let's go. Which one do you want to tackle um, then? Shall we go to office space or which one? Um, like? Oh my gosh, that's also my favorite one. We've had yes. so much and we've had just such an incredible conversation, you guys, just offline yeah. with Misa talking about this one. So office space is also incredible, right? So it's um, various forms of office spaces. So we know, I think that when we talk about office space, people are thinking of um, your conventional, you have a commercial mm. building, you rent it out for office space. No, you can also kind of Airbnb office space. <laughs> There's, um, it's called co-working spaces most times, right? So um for most international travelers, someone will, we know about co-working spaces. So you build, you probably rent out one floor of a building or something. And then what you do is you, you are basically build, you can have open plan. What I've seen in different countries. So I'll talk about different countries. What I saw them do in um, Sri Lanka, what I've seen happen in London and what I've seen happen in Thailand, right? So London was a bit, there were places, the office spaces that I was looking at were, the office spaces I was looking at um, were like completely, were a bit more formal They've got yeah. open space. And what you do is you rent a desk or a chair. Absolutely. Yes, guys. So they put in like 25 or 50 desks and desk. then you rent the desk and that's your thing. And then you can rent per hour, you can rent per day, or you can rent per month. Obviously, if you rent per month, you get certain privileges that someone like me who's arrived in the country can rent, uh, doesn't get. So for example, when I land in certain countries, maybe I have to do a meeting. I'm in Mexico City and I don't know anyone. I'll look up a co-working space. If maybe I have to do something, my internet isn't so great at my Airbnb, although I usually have like incredible Airbnbs, so I don't really have this issue. But you can then go to an office space and you can work there. So you can rent out a conference area. And here's the other thing that I've seen in different countries. And also Mizo will talk about what she's seen in South Africa being done. You can also rent almost like um, the actual address. What else do we call yeah. it? Because you're literally paying. So this was an offer for me when I was in London uh, mm -hmm. before I moved to India, because I knew when I, that I was, when I was going to live in India that I would be all over the place and I didn't know how postage worked in India. So the, when I was living out in London, uh, the, of the office space out there offered me an option to say, we can send you mail. You can get your mail posted to this office and then we will scan everything to you as soon yes. as it arrives. So yes. you just pay every month. And I think they were like pay about, 60 or 100 pounds a month and then you get access to the actual address so you can use your london address for anything so you can be in um i don't know you can be in south korea or japan and all your mail gets sent to london but it all gets you still receive it same day as soon as it same gets day. to london because Absolutely. it gets scanned to you. And sometimes they're willing to even forward it to you and post it to you as part Korea. of that service. So yeah. Thank actually, you. you're paying for the address. That is yeah. so incredible. And guys, this service is so, so valuable. I was saying to me, so this is actually one of the most valuable services for someone like me, for nomads. Yeah. And <laughs> these places are super, super busy. Super so you can busy. just... Rent out an open space, hire a receptionist, and that's the receptionist's job. Yep. And then you can rent out the desk. And sometimes you can actually have offices that people can rent for the week or for the month or for the day, which is powerful and conference spaces too. So yeah. necessary, so needed. Yeah. So unconventional office spaces is, 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 has become common incredibly common in, in, in South Africa. So what happens 
right now is that you can have conference facilities. What I like is the concierge desk because mm. then your guests and whoever arrives feels like they come to an a, a traditional office. There is somebody mm. to receive them at the front desk, number one. Number two, the conference, the conference facility can either be opened with a swipe card or a fingerprint because that's the office space or the conference facility that you've booked for the day. And then you are able to swipe for your guests so that you can have cups of coffee. You can mm. swipe when you need printing facilities and you can you can have different conference facilities because let's say you need to do a conference call a teleconference call with various people in London in Korea in whatever and you can all be in the same room because they've got teleconferencing facilities and they are charged at different levels and that's the way to save on money instead of having an everyday office you don't use those teleconference uh, facilities all the time but you pay for that expense and most of all is that these conference spaces have got reliable wi-fi so i've used several mm. of them when i have my saturday meetups and and, and having um when we have load shedding because they typically will have a generator and you will be connected with wow all yeah so i love a, that really so cool. actually and, you just brought up something powerful meso they yes. typically have a generator so you have yeah when you have load shedding and yeah i just and also the thing i think with office space is that for most startup entrepreneurs right yeah. most startup okay. entrepreneurs you want to be it you can't afford to pay that much. The kind of money that is being charged for commercial rent. Yeah. You, you want to appear professional and you don't know where you're going to meet people, but you have meetings all the time. You yeah. need someone who can pick up the phone and be your secretary or you need a place. Let's just be honest. Like sometimes you just need a place that has got a good zip code or postal code. I know. So that like, you know, and this is just an easy and simple way to do it. Absolutely. So con unconventional office space is incredibly important. There's a friend of ours right now, one of the Money Magic students who has just bought a house. And we've been talking on and off because her incredible house in, 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 in KwaZulu-Natal, in one of the provinces in South Africa, mm -hmm. has got this extra dining space. And because it opens out to the pool, it's overlooking the pool. She can oh. sit in a table, a table that can have 16 people sitting there <gasps> talking about a conference facility. So easy. Conference facility, oh. you want to have tea for the girls or Vangile mm -hmm. is in the country. She wants to give us a half day workshop on money magic for money magic students. She removes the table. We sit on beanbags. It is oh. an incredible space. It's crazy. And it's all, it opens onto this naturally beautiful, beautiful garden and the pool. Such a beautiful space. So we've been talking on and off about her ideas of how to use that space to earn some income. There you go. This is amazing. And I do believe that her house is located in a very good location in KZN, that she's in a central location, easy to get to. So it's so incredible. And what I'm <laughs> loving about this example, Mizo, is that you are talking about someone using their home to home. do that, right? Yeah. That it doesn't even have to be this big big thing it doesn't have to be so mm. complex that it has to be oh you can rent a floor of a building which is what i was suggesting right or do no. something like but you can just do that and wow this is incredible i it love it just the most amazing thing so that is unconventional office use of space and we know about Nalady farm remember episode yeah. 20 we yeah. had Monty on here and 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 Manti and her family moved into Naledi Farm and they've just decided if you want to launch your book, please come along. You want to launch a CD, please come along. That's what they use their their house for. It's an unconventional conference center. There you go. Just amazing. I'm I'm in love with that. Yeah. <laughs> and what 
what they've done now, event uh, that have, that they have extended, is that their kitchen is able to host chefs. So they host different kinds of chefs, right? Wow. So there are cookups, and it, it like. I mean, it's just evolved into this beautiful space. So you will have um, a chef who wants to cook a la carte or who wants to introduce us to using winter food, only whatever mm. is in the garden. And so they host different kinds of chefs, use of their sitting room and use of their kitchen, unconventional usage of space in the home. So unconventional. I love, love this. Ooh, okay. So what's another unconventional use, uh, unconventional real estate idea that we've been discussing? We've been discussing self-storage then. I really am envious of people who own self-storage. I think the first time I heard of it as as a business, as in real estate, was on bigger pockets. Yeah, there's a family whose business in insurance was 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 tanking and i am not sure what was going on i think it was during the 2008 um housing market tank and they were running an insurance business they ended up in self-storage and they couldn't believe they made more money than in the 10 years that they had owned the insurance business what's nice about self-storage is that firstly it is an industrial site. Self-storage yeah. is an industrial piece of land. So the rezoning will not be like your house and the rezoning will not be like your development of townhouses, right? It will be rezoned yep. as an industrial site. But you use less electricity in a self-storage business, less sewage, less water because you do not have live tenants. Your tenants are pieces of furniture right who do you spend your most money if you are in south africa security is our biggest biggest um, Mm -hmm. cost in terms of self-storage because one you have to lock every unit secondly you have to make sure that the 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 perimeter of the self-storage itself is is locked and then you have to install. So in in case there's a break-in and you must see your tenants as well as they come in and out in case they try other things on other people's um, little units. And then you spend a lot of money on weatherproofing the self-storage because you don't want flooding or molding um, in, in, in a self-storage. And then your last thing is packaging because most people will bring their fridge or their valuables without proper packaging. So you want to be able to sell them. Another way of making passive income, suddenly you are buying boxes, bubble wrap, and, 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 and sell or take so that you, they, can, they can buy packaging from you. Really like self-storage. No tenants, no headache. I love self-storage too, actually. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I've used self-storage when I was I um, in Cape Town. Right? Like I feel, <laughs> I feel like um, self-storage is actually perfect. Um, mm-hmm. Even I've been thinking a lot about this, right? That self-storage, mm-hmm. since we've been having this conversation, that self-storage is also great measles for recessions or when economies are taking a downturn because firstly I think I use self-storage because when I was leaving Cape Town I was unsure if I was going to be moving back to Cape Town would I be traveling what do I I knew that like I'm not selling my property right so that my property would be there Um, but I didn't know if I was going to rent it out full-time ironically let's just say this like I I literally only lived in that property for three months and then I've been renting it out ever since, but it's like, it's still my dream apartment. Misa knows the current tenant gushes (laughs) about that, that place all the time. So it's still my dream place, but clearly um, it just didn't work out like uh, for me to stay full time, because as you guys can imagine, like I'm, not able to stay anywhere for like long, long periods of time. 
But I wasn't, I wasn't sure. So I took out self-storage for two years and I don't regret it. My yeah. stuff was looked after and mm-hmm. I paid a nominal fee. Like it wasn't extremely expensive. I think it was about 500 Rand a month or something uh, or just a little bit less. I know it was not more than 500 Rand and my stuff was safe and it gave me time to figure out what I want to do with that stuff. I knew I don't want to sell all of it. And then I've been thinking a lot about that for in places, especially in cities where there's constant movement, uh, like Cape Town is great for that. But guys, in a recession, self-storage makes so much sense. People are losing jobs and Mm -hmm. most people downscale. And Mm -hmm. yeah, most people downscale, but people are not downscaling forever. People Mm -hmm. are downscaling to be practical, to say, well, right now I don't need a mortgage that is so much, you know, but especially when the economy looks shaky. But once the economy does well again, I would love to have my incredible furniture and move it back into a bigger house because furniture is expensive. So sometimes like it makes more sense to store expensive furniture than to sell it and then just wait for the economy to change over time. So that's why I love self-storage. But the other thing that we've been speaking about, Mizo, which is your favorite, when Honey and I were looking at buying the building in uh, the city center in Joburg. You were yeah, really yeah. excited and you suggested take a lot. You I said, love it. Could... <laughs> Please can you explain that model? Because you oh explained it. Wow. <laughs> I love it. So there is something called multi-use, multi-use of a of a, of, of, of a piece of real estate, right? Multi-use, maximum use of a, of a piece of real estate. So your building, your potential building that you nearly um, invested in had dwellings on the top, but the underground storage where the car park was had little nooks of places that can't have a window, but there were potential spaces where a car couldn't park a person couldn't live in. And those two potential spaces, um, I had suggested to the two of you that one of them you could actually turn into a laundry. It it had perfect, perfect timing because it was perfectly placed next to the bathrooms and therefore water and water pipes would be easy to pull into that space so that you could put in Mm. washing machines for the tenants. That's one. The second and we way, could and they could be charged. They could they have could the be charged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put in the the, the laundry machines that are coin operated, right? How so then you are you've got a second business, right? Okay. So you've got tenants upstairs. They are paying for parking their cars. Second income, third income, coin operated laundry. They don't have to be hanging clothes. Uh, clumsily on the balconies or whatever you have got laundry you've got laundry and dryer there you are you've got big industrial machines in there perfect place the second space was so nicely placed it was right close to the entrance as well again it couldn't have a window but you could put in air conditioning make it with weatherproof it so that it it doesn't And then I have take a lot come and give you accrediting. Take a lot is always looking for satellite distribution centers. So it brings the packets, the parcels closer to where the residents are. It wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. be only your tenants, but it would be people around JP town where your building was. So they are always looking for distribution, uh, distribution space. And what's incredible is the space can be as little as one meter by one meter. No way. I'm telling you, all you need to do is air conditioning. No, no damp security, cameras, a counter, the scanner of take a lot, you're done. There is somebody there at convenient hours. They do they do give you certain hours that they want. And because it's a convenient e-commerce, they want you to open even on holidays and longer ah. hours than your, normal, than your normal retail. So you could either have somebody rent that space and they 
they sublet to take a lot, or you could take that business yourself. Wow, that is incredible. So you could, oh my God, that is so amazing. And I love that you just said it doesn't require a lot of space. So then my next question, which I'm sure everyone is getting excited by hearing this, I've never asked this before, was where does your place have to be located to be able to do this? Where is there a particular location that is like, when no do this? When uh, I say anywhere and everywhere, there is a lot distribution center on the N1, you know, the November one that goes to Pretoria in Johannesburg in Midrand. There you are, you are filling up your petrol at the Caltex. There's a take lot distribution center. What? House, it is right behind, <laughs> right behind the fruit and veg, very stupid little place. No windows. It's probably two by two by two uh, square meters, and there is a bathroom. There is security, and there is parking. We come in and out. And remember, when we are picking up our 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 parcels, we don't mean to park for an extended period of time. Of course, you're All just you coming in and out. Spaces, like that's it. That's it. And there's a lady. And because they've sent you your scan, your QR, your QR code on your phone, you are standing at the door, COVID protocols all observed, she scans, you go to the next window, pick up your stuff, you leave, you get out of the parking. It's, it's like, a, I don't know, it's like a conveyor belt. I love it. I really it's love amazing. the idea. These, all these, uh, all I'm hearing with this, okay, apart from the land, obviously, yeah. but we have given so many ideas that literally require such little money to get into yeah. real estate. This is super fascinating. Okay, uh, Take a Lot has got my full undivided attention. <laughs> and then, I mean, literally, in someone's, in someone's uh, a retail shop, there is a window for take a lot uh, distribution at a traffic at a um, filling station. There's a take a lot behind a shop, underneath the building, um, at your house. Okay. As long as it is it is strategically located, there's parking, there's security, weatherproofing of that area because mm. you don't want also damage of packages. That's it. And take a lot does the accreditation of the place because yeah. they do have they do have a guideline of how they want their staff. And you know, there you go. Wow. So someone with just like vacant land somewhere right now can do that. And then there's also another one that we didn't think of, the Nizo and exactly stories that we just talked. Yeah. Yeah, there's one last one that I think we didn't talk that we didn't discuss. Um, that I think we can discuss parking. We've talked about it. Land that you have that you can rezone for parking, especially in cities or in different, like I think even in um, certain places in villages or somewhere where you know that there's a lot of events, you can really strategically get land that you then just rezone for parking. Parking is such a great real estate option, right? Just, I see it every, like in every city around the world, there's just buildings or land, just bare land. Like I've been in many countries. Um, I mean, I think uh, where was, um, I'm trying to think, I think it was Maine in Malaysia, where like mm-hmm. most places when I was in Penang were just bare land and then it's just parking and you pay for parking. They yeah. just were, they just put a security guard and that was that. They didn't even That's try it. to do something fancy in the city. And you're just so grateful that you've got la- uh, like a space to park. A they weren't even to- like, these are the parking. There weren't even lines. There was just a security guard guiding you as to where to park. I'm like, Talk about you've rezoned the place so you can do whatever the heck you want to do with it. You know, you've got the parking area. You you don't owe fanciness to anyone. (laughs) No, you don't. You don't. But incidentally, um, one of our guests spoke about exactly that. Remember episode 25? 
Machosphine. Ah, Machosphine yes. has got a student accommodation. Students yep. don't have cars, but she's got lots of front parking. So she's got actually take a lot entrepreneurs who live in town, who are renting in town, and they've got their small little minivans that they use to deliver packages from take a lot. And they park at her parking and they pay 7,000 per month. No. Yay. Exactly. I found there, there were four minivans parked and she says, yes, they live in the, in the flats. They walk at 4 a.m. They walk here and they, the security opens for them. And that's when they start doing deliveries. You are kidding me. This is just so incredible. There is income everywhere. And when we talk about it, there really is income everywhere. I remember you suggesting that even with that building that we're looking at, you were saying you guys can just charge for parking because it's in the city center. Parking isn't always the safest. And if you've got this, why not just charge for it? You had premium parking, underground parking. Electric, um, uh, electric fence. You had a double gate, actually. You had a double yeah. gate and you can only issue cards for someone to swipe in. The first gate opens by, is opened by the security guy. The next one is opened by the tenant. Only a person that has got a card. That's it. Yes. How, guys, wow. So many interesting ways to uh, get into real estate. And um, again, I want to just end off the show by saying we really were sharing all these ideas so that you guys get ideas. And we still recommend you choose, as Mizo has always said on this uh, a podcast, you choose your poison. You do. Like, choose the one that resonates with you best. There are many different things. And I think that as we hear this, we all want to get into everything because everything sounds so awesome, Awesome. so juicy, so easy. (laughs) So, yeah, just saying. (laughs) Yeah. But also, you don't want to sit on the money. We overestimate how much we need to start mm. the real estate business. And when, when we, we spoke about um, uh, doing this, 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 this alcoholism masterclass for lack of a better way, this is, this is why real estate is so forgiving. Anybody, anybody, everywhere with as little or as much money can begin. You know, the guy of the symmetry had six mm. million rents, you know, good for him. But if you do not have six million, but you are sitting on this big yard that you don't know what you're doing with, do something, right? You are already in real estate. So Mm. use your poison, but don't leave the money on the table. Oh, I really, really love this. Hey, I love this so much. Yeah, Yeah, this is amazing. So guys, as usual, just a quick reminder that we are sponsored by the well, uh, by the Property Magician Stockfell. So do find us on um, Stockfeller. So go, you can find the Stockfeller app on iStore, Google Play, and on Petal Search if you're with Huawei. Download the Stockfeller app and then go into groups and look for Property Magicians um, Stockfell. And if you are not based in South Africa, Namibia, Lesotho, or Swaziland, please note that it's going to be difficult for you to sign up for the Stockfell, to sign up for the Stockfell on Stockfeller. But we got you. Over 50% of our members are not based in these countries. So you can find out how you can join the stock file. If you're not based in any of these four countries, you can go to wealthy-money.com forward slash stock file. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash stock file. And stock file is spelled S-T-O-K-V-E-L. Again, S-T-O-K-V-E-L. Um, we are working on deal number five. Well, <laughs> we did, as we shared in one of our la- previous podcasts, we did turn down our last deal number five. We are now finding one that resonates with us and is financially viable. Yes. 
Indeed. And let's see you on our next episode. Very exciting yeah. times and very exciting guests line up for you. Definitely. Thank you so much, guys. Have a fantastic day further. Have a fantastic day to you, Bangile. Thanks, Misa. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening, Property Magicians. My name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am your host on the show. I help people heal their ancestral money stories so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, become financially free and live their best lives. So if you would love to increase your income or you'd love to pay off your debts and increase your savings, contact me. You can contact me on the Wealthy Money website at wealthy-money.com. Again, wealthy-money.com. Or you can email me at vangile at wealthy-money.com. Again, vangile at wealthy-money.com. Find me on Facebook on the Wealthy Money group or on the Wealthy Money page or find me on Twitter and Instagram as vangile makwakwa. Now over to my co-host. Thank you for listening. I am Dr. Miranda Prop Doc, Doc Mum on all the social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm the host of Property Magicians Podcast and I'm a property mentor. I mentor newbie property investors to help them to begin and to take action. Your journey into property investment begins with me from property registration, from property company registration to picking the correct strategy that suits where you are at. Find me on my inbox at Miranda at wealthy-money.com. Again, inbox me at Miranda at wealthy-money.com if you want me to help you start your property journey.